We all gas, no brakes, pumped up, no fakes. We spinning, we winning, we high stakes. We never miss, we all makes. Look at us dudes trying to prove, bringing you news with nothing to lose. Mike, Nick, Tony, Wayne, Method Man, we bring the pain. Hey. See, I'ma confess it. We under the pressure. If you looking to find us, we them nothing but niners. What is going on, faithful? It's your boy, Nick, 49er Faithful, 365, all day, every day, here to bring you another fun-filled episode here at Nothing But Niners on YouTube. Before we get into our guest, I know, guys, it's it's a pain in the ass going through this, but if you're here for the first time, make sure you hit that like and subscribe button, turn on your bell notification so that if we do bring any impromptu shows, you get notified. No other reason not to. Uh, follow us on Snapchat Twit and Twitter, that's Nothing But 9 ers Facebook, Instagram, and Twitch, nothing but Niners all spelled out. And while you go over there to our Instagram page, make sure that you like our last post because we have a draft day giveaway that we are sponsoring up with um, Gold Bar Whiskey for. So make sure you go over there, you like our page, like Gold Bar Whiskey's page, and also comment who you think the number three overall pick will be. It's that simple. And then it'll be a randomized winner. So all you have to do is like, like, and comment, and you got a chance to win a jersey of whoever that is third overall pick's going to be. Could be Kyle Pitts. Who knows? Could get a Kyle Pitts jersey. <laughs> just, just lying, just lying. But make sure you give us a follow on all of our SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcasts. And make sure you leave a five-star review. We really appreciate it. And liking this video, we'll put it in other people's feeds so that they can hear about us and listen to us as well. So without further ado, I got the man, the myth, the legend of IG, RSF 49ers. Uh, Raj, what's going on, bud? What's up, my man? Uh, you know, just enjoying the day and, and the post-press conference uh, upheaval like everybody else, man. Just just trying to process everything. That was a damn good uh, press guy. I mean, it was loaded. It was a short amount of time. And I feel like just so much happened in, in a short amount of time. There's some people that say not a lot happened, but I think Kyle said a lot without saying a lot. So. I, I think there was a lot. Um, I do think that there was a lot uh, uh, said and – while it may not have been time consuming where normally when John Lynch speaks, it's, you know, 30 minutes of John Lynch speaking. And you're like, wait, what did he just say? <laughs> you know? Um, and the other thing was, it, it was very impressive because usually and this isn't a knock. Well, maybe it isn't knock, on our media, but they usually ask the same question. And it's usually this person will start off. Matt Mayoko will start off. And then somebody else will ask the same type of question with, in different words. And it just keeps, Funneling. I think there were some good questions asked. Um, one that I didn't bring up earlier is the 49ers are going to exercise Mike McGlinchey's fifth-year option. Um, good question. My Vish asked Grant Cohn to ask that question. So Grant yeah. asked that question, which was a kind of, you know, everybody asking about the quarterback situation and it kind of threw it in there. And then, okay, yeah, we are going to do that, but we just haven't had time. We've already told his representatives that we're doing that. So first off, before we get into anything else on this presser, because like I said, we'll spend a little bit of time on the presser. I want to hear what your thoughts are on it. Then we'll get into the mock draft. But what are your thoughts on bringing Mike McGlinchey back on that fifth year? Yeah, I thought that was a good question. Actually, I, I loved it because, you know, Grant always goes out of the – goes a little bit different on these on these questions, and I liked it because everybody's sitting here thinking about the quarterbacks and, and this and that. And I think the questions were really good today. But the Mike McGlinchey situation, I like it. I know a lot of people don't like Mike, and they give him a lot of crap, but he's – a great run blocker. And in our offensive scheme, the guy is good for what they do in the running games because everything's dictated by the run. Yeah, he wasn't the best pass protector over the, you know, last season. And there's a lot of examples. You can watch the film. But, you know, he has the talent. He's been training with Kittle. You know, he's putting on the weight. A lot of people have scrutinized him for the weight and everything. But I think he has potential to be a solid player and a solid right tackle. And I think the other issue is last season, it was a bad year for him. We're, we're not going to sit here and lie about it. But if you really look at it, the center was a big issue. You know, he had Hieronymus Grasso at, at one point starting. I think now that they've stabilized that with Alex Mack, I think this whole offensive line is going to be better. The communication is going to be better. He's a solid veteran. He knows the scheme. You know, he's played under Shanahan before. I think that's going to make everybody better, and he's smart. 
communication is going to be good. And I think McGlinchey's a smart guy too. You know, he gets a bad rep, but I think he's going to fix a lot of those issues and I think he'll be better, you know? Um, and again, run blocking, the guy is so good at it. So it's hard to lose a guy that's so good in that aspect of the game because that's what the Niners do most of the time. So I think overall it was a good move. He's not perfect, but he definitely has some room to improve. And they're going to tell him, you know, this is it. Fifth year option, figure it out, make it or break it. If not, they don't have to bring him back next season. If he does great Pro Bowl season, then they made a great move. So I think it was a good move overall. And you're 100% right. You could always get worse at that position, right, compared to what we're at right now. Now, we have made those upgrades to that line this year. Obviously, bringing Alex Mack in. You heard Trent Williams kind of throwing center play under the bus last year. Not intentionally, but intentionally. So, you know, he's talking about, well, I did my calls and this and that. And and you heard you heard him basically say when he was talking with um, Richard Sherman on his podcast, he was basically saying how the line calls out the coverages and stuff. And, you know, the line didn't do a good job in that last year. And we know that comes from the center is calling out those plays. So um, we struggled at that center position if you're not having that athletic, very smart-minded center like we did with Weston Richburg. Um, you know, we were playing with uh, – who was it? Daniel Brunson was playing center last year for the first time in his career. Aranis Grasso was playing center. So we had all these guys who weren't that veteran type um, center. You go out and, man, I'm so happy that we landed. That, that, that was my favorite move of the whole offseason. Oh, it, it was huge. That was huge. my favorite. I know Trent Williams is big and getting Kyle and all these, you know, and some of these other moves. Alex Mack was my favorite, man, because we needed to upgrade that center. Like you said, not having a veteran is, is big and, and, they're calling out the plays, and, and I think just we just didn't have stability. When you have Haran, like Haranis Grasso, I use this example so much. No disrespect to the guy; he's better than me, I know that. But it just he's the, he was the sixth guy in there. You can't have stability and any success on the line when you got a guy that you know was just thrown into the fire. And like you said, Brunskill never played center in his life, and then they threw him in there, and it's like, oh man. Yeah, there we go, right? And, and and you, so we so to roll back just a couple steps here. Mike McGlinchey admitted that he wasn't playing well last year. He came out, he manned up to it, he owned up to it. He did say it probably could have had a little bit of something to do with the weight loss. It was also a lot of the off-season planning. There, there was no OTAs, mini camps. You go right into training camp, and then you know you're barely playing preseason, and you're right into the season. Yeah. So um, there was a lot of things that benefited last year. Um, I hope that Mike McGlinchey bounces back. I think that. It's in his best interest to, if he wants that bigger contract as a tackle, uh, it's his, in his best interest to bounce back. But you're right. He's always struggled in pass block. He's he's never uh, achieved or went above average in pass blocking, even at Notre Dame. He was not that guy. He was more of a run blocking uh, tackle who the 49ers thought that they could progress him in that position. Now, not to say that he's the worst at it, but – He's, he's probably a little below average. He's good. I would say in that good to average rate and pass blocking. And, uh, you know, either way, it's keeping the keeping the uh, the guys together and uh, that continuity on that offensive line. So I did – I just wanted to sneak that in there. But I want to get to the the soup and nuts of this conversation, right, per, per se, or, you know. Um, there were a couple things that I took away from this and, and I want to hear what your opinion is. And we just talked about this a little bit. Um, and somebody said, could you uh, turn your mic up a little bit? If you can, they just, you're a little lighter. Okay. Um, so um, one of the biggest things I took away from this was, and I'll try to start from the beginning, right? Yes. So John Lynch says, you know, we all have this in our contracts as to who we are and what we're responsible for. Um, and once we're responsible for that, you know, that is our job. I am in charge of the draft. But in this case, I'd be stupid not to defer to our head coach, who is not only our head coach, but he's also the offensive play caller. Yeah. And take his opinion on this. So he also did go into specifying that they do have group discussions and, you know, they listen to everybody else's opinions. And once they listen and they said, somebody said, well, you know, do you basically listen to other people's opinions or, or their hate for people or things like that? 
He said, you'd be stupid not to. If you're going to ask for their opinion, then you have to take it. In. But I want you to be – I want you – if we don't agree with something and we say, well, tell us why you feel that way, I want you to go and build another tape and show us why you feel that way so that we can see it on tape. So what was your take away from all that right there? And and do you think it is just Kyle Shanahan making this pick, or do you think that Kyle, Kyle Shanahan, if it comes down to one or two guys that they all agree on, that it's going to be Kyle's ultimately dis, ultimate decision to take which guy he wants the most? So a couple of things on that. And that was actually – I like I like the team play. And this is the one thing with Kyle Shanahan John Lynch, you know it's a team. It's always been a team approach. And that's why it's always funny whenever I hear the – rumors of or the reports of oh, there's grumblings they don't agree this and that the gm and head coach they're gonna sit down and argue and they're gonna sit down and say hey look i like this guy well i like this guy that's part of being a team you're not always gonna be 100 percent, but you meet in the middle and you figure it out and then i like the way what john lynch said hey look i'm the gm i make you know business decisions but when it comes to the offense kyle's the guy and this is his pick i love how he threw it at him and a lot of the press conference was kyle shanahan because it's a it's a quarterback and he's the offensive guy he's the head coach he's been an offensive coordinator and he made it clear, this is my pick. And I think it is ultimately Kyle's pick. And he made it clear that I don't really care what social media says. You know, he, he was coming at 49ers Twitter and everybody and say, hey, look, I know social media is going to be out there. But if you sit there and get too involved in it, it's going to mentally beat you up. And he goes, that's that's just not our MO. He goes, this is why we get paid. We're the experts. I love when he said, he said we're the experts. This is our job. And we're going to make this decision because this is what we think. And again, he knows this is his big, big decision. He really hasn't had the ability to sit down and make the quarterback pick in his career. This is the first time he's really going to get to sit there and say, hey, look, this is my baby. I'm going to nurture it. And and whatever happens, it's on me. He's going to ride or die, live and die by this. This is going to be his legacy. If he makes the right pick, everybody's going to say, damn, man, Kyle, you are the, the, the man. You made this right pick. You got the quarterback for the team. If he messes it up, he knows he's going to get a lot of flack for it. So he knows he's in a big position. But I feel like he has spoke with everybody on the team, the offensive, you know, position coaches, John Lynch and everybody to let them know and say, hey, look, this is where I'm going, because I don't think he makes a decision without, you know, speaking with everybody else and, and getting their thoughts because it's a team. Again, at the end of the day, they're really a family. And you can tell that there's so much trust and loyalty in this locker room. That's just the way they've operated. I feel like he gets a little bit of um, retrospect from them and, and some information from everybody involved. But ultimately, I feel like it is Kyle's decision at the end of the day. And he knows whatever happens is going to be his fate. And I think he he made that clear that, hey, this is my pick. I don't want anybody else to realize that, uh, you know, that they're going to have any sway on me. And, that, and the other thing I really took away from this was when he says nobody knows what's going to happen until Thursday when we make the pick. And it, it's funny because you got all these reporters, you know, sitting here and saying, oh, these sources, these sources. What source? If Kyle's telling you nobody knows, there really is no source. So that that was kind of uh, something I really liked and, and took out of it is because it's just a lot of smoke screens that's been going on. You can't really under you can't really take any of these reports. This is that true. This is that clip you're talking about right here. Maybe, probably, but maybe oh. not. <laughs> yeah. We know exactly who we want. Maybe, probably, but maybe not. Okay. I, I don't feel like. I don't feel like we need to say that. And that's not just for our case, but like, you know, lots of stuff happens now in the draft. And I don't even want the whole league knowing exactly what you're set on four days before the draft. Um, and we also care about a lot of people that have been involved in this. You know, we got to know a lot of people and stuff. And um, the type of questions like narrowing it down or who's been eliminated or things like that, that one, I don't know if I want the league to know. I don't think it necessarily helps. Um, and that's why we really, no one's really going to know whether we know or not until we pick. And that's kind of what we're comfortable keeping it at. That was big. And when I that, – that was a clip that I stole from it, obviously, because that was one of my biggest takeaways. Mm -hmm. That leads me into my next question, right? And Jan puts up a perfect question here. Does Kyle know something about the end of the world? <laughs> yeah, that was actually a good segue because, again, nobody knows what's going to happen, and, and only they know. And that part of the segment was when he said, you know, there was a reporter, I can't remember who they asked him, they straight asked him, you know, what are your thoughts on Jimmy G? And he goes, you know, do you guarantee him to be on the roster on Sunday? And he says, I can't guarantee if anybody will be alive on Sunday, you know, and he's basically saying that anything can happen. And he's been saying that anything can happen. This whole offseason has been crazy. Nobody expected the number three pick. Traditionally, 
they've made moves that nobody knows, you know, like the trade, the Jimmy G, D Ford, you know, Brennan IU, Javon King, like DeForest Buckner, all these things have happened over the years. Nobody's expected it. So when you hear Rappaport and Schefter, and I got so much respect for those, those are the best in the biz. And they're coming out and they're saying, you know, I believe it's Mac Jones and this and that per a source. Nobody knows. They don't know. Kyle's telling you nobody knows, right? He doesn't even know. The, know? the other thing is, is they could be telling people in, in the organization to spread this. Yeah. Like, okay, act like you're a leak. Like, okay, yeah. we know you're not a leak, but or or they could be trying to catch somebody who is a leak and yeah. saying, okay, well, we only told this guy and this guy that it was Mac Jones and Trey Lance. Yeah. But you you don't just as Kyle said it. We can't we we gotta look at this this 49ers front office since Kyle Shanahan has gotten here. We used to be really bad. When Jim Harbaugh was here, there were a ton of leaks. Everything. Oh, it was a leaky fuss. Yeah. Right. So as soon as Kyle and John got here, they said they were going to stop that. They stopped it. They put a literally, literally put a a, a, a crimp in it to Seal, where yeah. it goes, it goes here and stops. And that's why I don't sit here and I don't believe what all these other media guys are reporting. Now, Peter yeah. King last year, right? Very tied to the 49ers. Yeah. Peter King did not have, Javon Kinlaw going to the 49ers until draft day. Yeah. Till draft day, right? Then so we we draft Kinlaw. We move up back into the first round, take Brandon Ayuk, right? But if you listen to the the conversation between John Lynch, Kyle Shanahan, Jed York, and Brandon Ayuk, Kyle literally says to him when he's on the phone with him after he drafted, you were our guy at 13. Yeah. But somebody fell that we felt we needed to have, and I was happy that we could move back up and get you where we got you. 100%. So so that's not even saying that Peter King was correct because if Javon Kinlaw doesn't fall, Brandon Ayuk's the pick at 13. Yeah, 100%. That was the guy, and everybody had him tagged at CeeDee Lamb, Judy, you know, Jerry Judy, Judy. Ruggs, Jeffers, every wide receiver except (laughs) Brandon Ayuk. And you're right. He said it. He said the defensive lineman we needed that we liked fell. So we had to take them. And then they, like you said, they made the trade back. So again, it just goes back to the whole thing of nobody knows, even Rappaport and Schefter. And, and it's okay that they're wrong. They yes. just, you know, they're going to have these reports. They got stories to write, shows to do. And every, that, that's the off season. Everybody's got, you know, the media's got their shows and stories to write. And we eat it up and we sit here and we report it and we're talking about it. We have our shows that we talk about their information. And then when the real thing happens, then we're sitting there and saying, oh, okay, this is, this is what it was. So, you know, that's, that's NFL news for you. That's the media world. It is. It is. And, but yeah. it, it's they're doing what they need to do, right? They're they due diligence. And, yeah. and the reason I say that is because if you go back to, you know, the Mitchell, like me and uh, Smitty were talking all earlier, you go back to the Mitchell Trubisky draft yeah. when we took Solomon Thomas. Mitchell Trubisky was mocked to us that we were taking a quarterback, da 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 all this other stuff. And we got Chicago thinking that we were taking Mitchell Trubisky at three yeah. or two. Was it two? And then we moved to three. Yeah. Two yeah, and we moved to that. three mm-hmm. and got a ton, a boatload of picks back. Yeah. And we weren't even taking Mitchell Trubisky. And we weren't so, even taking them. That's the thing. It was I, their first draft. They were smart. And again, Kyle and, and John – or Kyle and Lynch, they're always like ten steps ahead of the league. They're playing chess while everybody's playing checkers, man. They're just they're just smarter than people. And and we can go we can go back to Nick Bosa. Quinn and Williams was mocked mm-hmm. to us the entire draft. I remember that. And even if Nick Bosa was there at two, the 49ers were not taking him. And we were taking Quinn and Williams. Yeah. There was a report, can't remember who report, reported it, but they said the guy said the 49ers believe that Quinn and Williams is a more special talent. Than Nick both they said they said that the Niners said this. Yep. And they pick Nick. You really think that that's that somebody's telling you? So again, maybe they have false leakers that that report this information because they want people to have stories. And of course, well, they don't want you. Ahead. Just like Kyle said, they don't want people to know what you're doing because it's not good for you. It's not because then other people know your plans and they can move move ahead of you. Ahead. Move do whatever do whatever they have to do. And it, and especially I think right now, the smoke screens are for the Jets. That's so? who I really think the smoke screens are for. Oh, that's smart. I don't think it's for Jacksonville. I think it's for the Jets because it's okay. Well, they're going to be building the same kind of system we are. Yeah, you're right. So let's let's bulk up some guys draft 
uh, capital and see if the Jets fall for it and take. Now, if they take Zach Wilson, I'm okay with whatever I have left. Yeah. But let's push up Mac Jones a little bit and make people think we're taking Mac Jones to where if the Jets are like Mac Jones and Zach Wilson are like, oh, let's take a look here. Yeah. Um, I'd be really surprised to see what happens. But in the end, man, that presser, um, another big thing that I that that I took from it was um, you know, we'll spend like 10 more minutes on this. Um, but another big thing I took from it was um you you had him say he was talking about the fans, and the question was, there are a lot of fans out there upset if you, you know, if you take Mac Jones or whatever. And the guy and his answer to this question was, you should be happy with whoever we take at 12 or whoever we take at three. Yeah. And he tried to emphasize, I understand we gave up two first round picks. He didn't say three. We gave up two first round picks. And he's like, while while a lot of people think it's three, it's only two. Yeah. He's like, but I can name a couple teams that gave two first round picks up for talents and a safety. I yeah. can name it and and it worked out great for them. I know two another team that gave up two first round picks for a corner. And it's worked out great for them. When you want a guy, you give up what you have to get to them and you get them. It doesn't yeah. matter who they are. If you feel that you need to move to this position to get them. Now, you may have them rated higher than anybody else on the board. Kyle Shanahan or John Lynch said today they have 160 draftable players on their board. This could end up coming down that Mac Jones isn't even on their board. Could be Trey Lance isn't even on their board. Crazy. Could be any of these guys. So, um, do you think that he was trying to kind of – do you think he was throwing a smoke screen there or, or trying to – not trying to, but leaning towards it's okay if we take Mac Jones at this, pick, at this pick? I think he's telling you that basically, yeah, whoever I pick, I have done all the research. I've done all the due diligence. Like you said, they've done a lot of due diligence. And, again, they said they've had over 600 interviews with, the you know, like 400 Zoom chats. So they put in a lot of work. So whatever they get – they know that they're going to be they're going to be happy, so they want us to be happy. And again, I think they realize that okay, some fans may not be happy, regardless of who the pick. If it's Mac, it's Trey. There's Justin. There's Justin Fields fans. There's Justin Field haters. There's Trey fans. Trey haters. Mac haters. Mac Jones fans. Right. So they want you to know that yeah, if you would have liked this at twelve, because everybody's pretty excited when we moved up to trade that. Oh, you better believe it. You guys are going to be happy at three. So they just want you to know that trust the process, man. We've brought you so far. When we came into this team and took over, like you said, Trent Baalke and everything, the team was gutted. It was it was bad team. We took over nothing. We built up a roster three years. We went to a Super Bowl. Yeah, we should have won it. It is what it is. But you got to trust us. I know the injuries have really hurt us over the years, but I feel he's just telling everybody, hey, take a step back. Trust us. We've, te- we've been telling you from the jump, like since day one, we have a plan. We want to make this right for you guys because they know it's a storied franchise. And they said that. I was watching the old – press conference and all the old stuff today and yesterday to get prepared for today's press card. And they said it, they say, Hey, look, we want to restore glory. So I think they really know that they've had to put in a lot of work to make sure that the fans are happy because that's it. You got to make sure the fans are happy. But again, ultimately it's like what Kyle said. He says, this is, this is going to be on me and and I'm not taking any pressure from the media and stuff. He said, I, I don't let any of that get to me, but I, I really respected everything he said. I, I was really happy with the way he said it because a lot of people, they discredit Kyle. They got, they come for his head and stuff. He was straightforward with everybody, and I don't think he was trying to create any lies. He, was, he wasn't he was trying to tip anybody's hat. I think there was a little smoke in there. Uh, of course, like, like you said, they're not going to sit here and, and tell everybody their plan. So a lot of the things that are going on is smoke. You know, He said one thing at the end. He goes, you know, you would definitely always try to get the quarterback that can – throw like these and, and run like Lamar Jackson. That was kind of funny because everybody's now they're saying, oh, it's Justin Fields, Justin Fields. I think he's just making an example of, yeah, if we can get that type of guy, yeah, we can get him. But he also said one thing was we like all five. There was five quarterbacks we liked going into this process. So he knows whoever he's going to get, they could come in and be a great player uh, regardless of who it is. So there, there was one other thing real quick. And then, like I said, we'll get about five more minutes on this, but, there was one more other thing in there where John, uh, Kyle Shanahan said, we want to get a starting quarterback for this team. Yeah. And then on top of it, 
where he said that, you know, I can't even, I can't, you know, this goes for the whole world. I can't even say who's going to be alive on Sunday, um, let alone who's going to be on this roster Sunday. And then he says, you know, we want to get a starting quarterback on this team. And he tried to, he tried to go back to it later and says, you know, we've talked to Jimmy about this. Jimmy knows where we're at. Jimmy knows that his injuries are the problem. Yeah. And you can't, you know, you're only healthy one out of three years. So, like, we we struggle when Jimmy's not on the field. That's not to say we're in we're in good position right now. He tries to turn around. We're in good position right now with Jimmy Garoppolo here, who is a starter. And when he is a starter in this league and healthy, he plays well. Yeah. Um, but we need that guy. And we, you know, we went from we're not out to we're not out to fix the starting quarterback position. We're out to upgrade the backup quarterback position. And then it went to we're at 12. Okay, we like a guy there, but we're why are we going to wait to see if that guy drops and take that chance when we've learned from previous drafts that that doesn't always happen. So we needed to trade up, get to a position that we thought we needed to get to. I started off liking one guy and or when we made the trade, I was I was happy with three guys. Now that I've done my due diligence and studied these guys hard, I'm okay with five guys. Yeah. So I this is where I'm scared. Okay. I don't want you to just be okay with five guys. I want you to be told 100% on that pick. I don't want to hear, well, later down the road, excuse me, later down the road, well, Zach Wilson was really our guy that we were sold on, but the Jets ended up taking him or Justin Fields. Let's just say Justin Fields. Justin Fields was the guy we we're sold on, and we thought we needed to move to three. But the Jets take Justin Fields. So now we're like, okay, well, we there was two guys there that we thought would be okay, and it just didn't pan out. I want you to make sure that if you're spending that capital, you're obviously saying right now that you want a starting quarterback, that Jimmy's not a starting quarterback. This, this came from your mouth. Yeah. And then tried to change it that when he is playing and healthy, he's a good starting quarterback. But you have to be sold on that one guy, in my opinion. In my opinion, and five guys in the NFL is a big That's circle. A big circle, yeah, I agree. And so, are you just telling us you're happy with five guys to continue the smokescreen so people don't know that you narrowed it down to somebody? And then John Lynch goes and says about the pick. He says, "Well, you know, when we have that pick." You know, we'll know by Thursday, and then you'll know by Thursday. You'll know on Thursday. So do they even have the pick of who it is? I think they do, and I think what you said at the end there is he's still creating smoke because he's trying to create all this facade of people. Because I think there's there's people that are still going to report. Tomorrow we're going to wake up, there's going to be a new report. Wednesday we're going to wake up, there's going to be a new report. Thursday morning we're going to wake up before hours before the draft. He, he's really making people scramble and sweat. I think he knows. I think, yeah, there might have been five guys when he looked way back in January, they, they knew they were going to make this move because like you said, one of the biggest things I took away from not only this, but the last, last press conference specifically, he said it, he goes, it's hard to win when your starting quarterback is injured. And you could tell like yep. that was the big theme of every press conference leading up to uh, uh, until Thursday. He said, you know, we love Jimmy. The injuries have been, been tough on him. You know, we know we can win with Jimmy, but the injuries, he's always said that. And I think he realized a couple months back, he said, Hey, look, this is it. We got to make a break. This is legacy kind of stuff. We've been in this league for five years, head coach, GM. We got to make a move. Jimmy was our, our guy, but couldn't figure it out because the injuries, they know they need a starter that can be here for the long term and, and get them to become a dynasty. Right. And, and Jimmy could have been that guy, but the injuries, you know, they limit him. And he said it. So I think when they started this, there was five. They looked at the five top quarterbacks in their mind. Maybe it isn't even the guys we think maybe they were looking at Kellen Mond, Kyle Trout, who knows, but you know, whatever, whatever their five guys they were looking at, they were like, okay, this guy could fit. This guy could fit. And then they probably went through the process and said, okay, Trevor Lawrence, he's not going to be on the board. We can't get him. You know? And then he looked at Zach Wilson. Maybe the jets are going to get him. Talked to Salah at the BYU pro, uh, pro, pro day. Okay. They kind of confirmed things are, right, we definitely got to make this trade today. And then you're left with three guys. So I think it was five guys overall, but again, that they're just telling the media that because now the media is still, they're still guessing. They want to make them keep them on their toes. But I agree with what you said 100% of whoever they get, they have to have conviction 100% and make sure they know this is the guy because this is the biggest decision in their era. 
in the Lynch and Shanahan era, man. They can't mess this up because you screw this up, fans are going to be pissed, you're going to be a losing team, and you might be out of a job. So you're right. We need to make sure they get the right pick. And I think that's why so many people are so passionate about not wanting it to be Mac because they feel like he's not going to be the guy because, again, you don't move up from 12 to 3 to get a guy that's like Jimmy Garoppolo. And I get that, but if they think it's the right guy, it better be the right guy. So. And and we don't know what the draft board has done for Mac Jones after his pro days and yeah. things like that. So, exactly. you know, and in the end, I, you know, I would prefer Justin Fields or Trey Lance over Mac yeah. Jones only for the fact that I think we gave up too much. If we were picking Mac Jones at 12, I'd probably be okay with it. I'd be cool with it. Yeah. Right. But since we gave up so much, and there's more talent up there now that is in hand's reach. Yeah. That's where it kind of throws me off. But I don't – it's not that I don't think that Mac Jones won't be successful in this offense because I think it would be successful. I just want to see that extra added athleticism yeah. to a Kyle Shanahan offense. I agree. I think Fields and Lance can take it to the next step. And, again, I don't think Mac is bad. I watched the tape. I've seen him play. Good quarterback. He could be successful. Any one of these quarterbacks can be successful because it's Kyle, right? He, he's a smart guy. He knows his. He knows he has a great system, and the offense is great. And any one of these quarterbacks is coming into a great situation. Most of the time, you're the number three pick in the NFL draft. You're coming into yep. a rebuilding team with nobody, no weapons, O-line shaky. We have a great O-line like we talked about on the top of the show. They have Kittle. They got Debo. They got IU. Great team. Great coach. Great defense. The, the players in great position to be – it, it, you know, in, in successful uh, position. I think Mac Mac doesn't have the ceiling that Fields and Lance has, and that's pretty much the consensus. But, hey, whoever they pick I think will be successful. But I don't know if Mac Jones can win you games. If it's like two minutes, you're in Seattle, and you got a big game, you know, NFC West is on the line. I don't know if he could go in there, whereas I feel like Fields and Lance, maybe at some point they can get this, like, cerebral ability to win a game if, if push comes to shove. Because I feel like they could be – more like that Russell Wilson type guy. And, and Russell Wilson, you see what he's done to us. But Oh, I mean, the entire that. NFC West, and, and you can't even take Matt, Matt Stafford out of that now either. Because yeah, 100%. He's just had a bad team around him. He's a really yeah. good, decent quarterback. I agree. Um, and Kick says this thing. He says, if we trade up draft data like seven for Mac, I'm okay with it. Nah, this, I, is I, a, I, this is another reason why I don't think it was Mac Jones. Yeah, I think that Mac was, okay, we're okay with that guy at 12. But let's see what it takes to get up here to get one of these guys. Yeah. Because yeah. if it was just Mac, they could have easily traded to seven or eight. I agree. A couple spots if they thought. Because I don't think Mac – if the 49ers don't draft Mac, I don't see him going until at least 15 or he's Washington. Yeah, he's in Or Washington. New England or Washington. They're the only two teams I see him going to in the first round. 100%. So I agree. It, it, it'll be interesting to see where this goes. Um, I'm interested to see where you draft – I mean, I love your insight. I love your input. And, I, you know, I watch you guys all the time. If you guys are, are not familiar with Raj, make sure you guys follow that ticker at the bottom of the screen, RSF49ers. Oh, that – nope. That's on – underscore is on Twitter, right? Yeah, but it's a, it's, a, it's the same name, but there's an – Yeah, you'll see on RSF49ers on Instagram and Twitter. Cool. Give him a follow. He's going to be getting the YouTube page up and, and going too soon, so make sure want you guys keep your guys' eyes out for that. Yeah. And I'm sure we'll have Raj on again before then. We'll be, we'll be, we'll be on, on man. Show. I appreciate you having me on. I'm going to be live with Eric Davis on Wednesday night too. So nice, we'll be nice. Talking to him about the draft and stuff. So yeah, Eric's a good guy, man. He jumps on dude. whenever we need him over here. He's, yeah, he, he's awesome, man. He, he always comes always, on over. So yeah, he, he's easy to get a hold of because there's other people I've had and we've been talking and stuff, but they're you know everybody's busy. But Eric, man, yeah. he's, he's a good dude. So yeah. yeah. Um. All right. So before we get into this draft. Let me ask you one more question, all right? If you had to give a percentage on which quarterback you think the 49ers are going to draft, so let's just go 0 to 100 on Justin Fields, 0 to 100 on Trey Lance, and 0 to 100 on Mac Jones, where would you put those percentages at, in your opinion, team-based? Okay, so we kind of did this earlier on my live, and I still feel – I've been – so high on Justin Fields the whole process through. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna change. And I know today's press conference game, and I don't know all these reports are there. I'm either gonna look smart or look dumb. But I've been rolling with Justin from everything I've heard and, and looked into and everything. I feel like 75, 80 percent chance is still Justin Fields, man. I, I'm gonna live and die by that. And whether I'm right or wrong, 
we'll see what happens Thursday. Trey Lance, I feel like he's got about – he kind of sneaked up on me. I, I think his stock did go up a lot over the last couple of weeks. And then him training with John Beck and just, you know, there's certain things that kind of made me think of, hey, it could be Trey, it could be Trey. But I still think maybe 10 to 15%, right, with, with, for Trey Lance. So it's at 75 plus 15, that's 90. So 10% left with Mac Jones. I still just do not think that they went all the way from 12 to 3 to get Mac. And no disrespect to him, great quarterback. I think he can win with this team. Again, Jimmy G wins with this team, and he's a lot like Jimmy. And I think they'd be a winning ball club with 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 Mac Jones. But I feel the value of trading all that to get Mac Jones it just doesn't make sense to me. But that's what well. That's the other thing. Like, do you look at the do you look at Mac Jones not working with John Beck as okay? We're trying to keep Mac Jones quiet, or he's not the 49ers pick. Yeah, it, that's that's a good point. I didn't even think of that one. It could, yeah, it could be another way. You know, do, do you look at it as, okay, we sent all these John Beck to work with all these other guys, make people think we're picking one of these guys. Yeah. But it's not, you know, Mac Jones isn't working over there because we're sold on him. But then you go and say, okay, well, maybe we're just not working him out because we, we're just not interested. Not interested, yeah. I mean, it could or, be, either, it could be the ultimate smokescreen. You're not hearing anything else about Justin Fields to the 49ers now. And yes. everybody else we've ever drafted, you really haven't heard other than Solomon Thomas. You didn't hear about Mike McGlinchey. Like Mike McGlinchey said that the Niners talked to him in such and such and then never talked to him again. Yeah, it was quiet, man. He was surprised so, on draft day. Right. So so <laughs> is this team, you know, everybody's like, oh, well, it's Trey Lance because the 49ers met with his parents. Yeah. Doesn't mean anything. Doesn't mean nothing. I mean, maybe they're just good friends from the old days because him, Mike Shanahan, I think, knew his dad from like back in 94. Yeah. Like, hey, how, your dad, your son did great today. Good, good job, you know. So it'll be, be interesting. It'll be interesting to see where Mac Jones goes. And if he goes to the 49ers, then we will have the answer to that question. Because yeah. none of us know that. Why is John Beck not working? Yeah. You know, that's a good point. And I, I, I didn't even think of that. That's actually a good point because maybe it's a smoke screen there. But also what you said at the end is something I talked about earlier on my show is the fact that they didn't, nobody really talked about Justin Fields today. That's a big kind of sign to me that was like, that's the one quarterback they're not talking about. That's all the reports are not talked about. Yesterday, Ian Rappaport, what do you say? Trey Lance, Mac Jones, right? Yep. This morning, Trey Lance, uh, Mac Jones. Everybody's talking about those two. Nobody's talking about, um, you know, Justin Fields. And like you said, historically, the guy that they don't talk about is usually the guy they draft. Brandon and I, we talked about yep. it earlier. They talked about every single receiver except Brandon Ayuk, and guess what? Brandon Ayuk was the pick. So, if if history likes to repeat itself, which it typically does, I can see Justin Fields holding that red and gold jersey on, on Thursday. Yeah. We'll and you, the, the best part about all this is, is we already probably the, the the media thinks they already know the first pick and the second pick, right? Yeah. So as soon as draft night kicks off, they're going to be talking Niners and number three. Yeah. As yeah. soon as draft night gets off. And we're always complaining that there's not enough Niners talk on draft night. And da-da-da, I think this is going to be, no matter what the pick is, I think it's going to be the talk of it the is. first round night. Yeah. This this has been the talk of the whole offseason. Like, honestly, the, it's been crazy. And I think this offseason has been exhausting because the Niners have been, like, pretty much the focal talking point of, of most of the offseason. I know there's been other things. Sam Darnold, Deshaun Watson, like, those are pretty big. But the Niners have been really in the middle of it, and I don't think the draft starts until the Niners picks up. Until the Niners pick, and you're right. I think we're going to be the talk of Thursday because everybody's like, "Oh, finally, we know who they drafted." And also, and then it's going to be so many people recanting what they said. Well, they were interested. They were yeah. interested in in Mac Jones and Trey Lance, but at the in the end, they did. They just really thought it was Justin Fields. <laughs> it's going to be great. I can't wait to see all the the post shows, the Good Morning Football, like all the reporters. You know, Matt Mayoko and then just everybody sitting there saying, oh, well, it, this is what they thought. And all the post stories of, of what's coming out and then all the stuff that's not being leaked when it finally comes out. Because, you know, all that stuff, usually that's going to be that's my favorite when you're like, oh, well, look, look, what it, you know, because there's yeah. going to be people that were right that had guessed. And they're going to be like, see, I told you guys so. So that's going to be fun, man. Yeah, it's fun, man. So, oh, man. all right. Well, look, we got about 20 minutes left. That's right. Perfect timing for a drift. I, I can't wait to see what you do here. Um, we are going to use uh, Pro Football Network. Is that cool? Yeah, yeah. All right, so let's use that. Let me just pull that screen up here real quick. We're gonna do a seven-round mock. Uh, I'm gonna go normal. I'm gonna go normal speed. 
Um, you can do trades if you want. You just need to let me know. Um, and we are ready. So let's just click this up to let's draft. I'm going to put share screen. Chrome tab. I honestly feel like they probably are going to make a trade at some point. You got nine draft picks. I can't see all nine of them making that final roster. And, you know, that's another thing. I was talking to, to Smitty tonight about I really do think the Niners are going to trade up sometime in this draft because I, I feel like, and John Lynch clarified it today, that if healthy, they feel like they have their roster set. Yeah. As yeah. in where they're going to go. And I think that if they have an opportunity to move up and get one of their guys – whether it's a first round earlier in this, you know, earlier in the second round, whatever it may be, don't be surprised if they do trade up. So I agree. I agree. Because it's like you said, they have their roster set. And and at the end of the day, I just don't feel that nine draft picks are going to make this final roster. I just can't see it. Yeah, it's going to it's going to be hard. It's really going to be hard. So. All right. So you have a you have a trade to move <laughs> to pick five and pick sixty nine for pick three. Definitely not. All right. Reject. All right, so you are on the clock. It looks like Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson are both as projected to come off the board. They are both off the board. Um, the rest is up to you, man. You're going Kyle Pitts here? No, man. We're going with the quarterback that I've been thinking all along since they made this trade is Justin Fields, man. He checks the boxes. You know, he's going to make this team an elite offense. Um, you put him in the offense with Kittle, with Debo, with Ayuk, with the motion offense, with Raheem Mostert, with Jeff Wilson, that offensive line. It's going to be unbelievable, man. And I think he's going to make this offense best in the league in two, three years. And I think you can win a Super Bowl, multiple Super Bowls with them. This is the type of player that you trade up from 12 to 3. I think it's going to be Justin Fields. So we'll see. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I'm a 100%. I'm, I'm still on the Justin Fields train. I do think that they're going to um, – I do think that they're going to go after Justin Fields. I think a lot of other stuff is uh, – you know, a lot of smoke screen. Um, this is an interesting draft because – all right, so I'm going to tell you this trade real quick and then uh, pick 43 and pick 102 for pick 64 and a second in 2022 and a third in 2022. We're going to reject it. I do, I'm do. i not going to make any trades on this draft because I just want to go through it. Okay. But I do think there's a very high possibility. I'm going to say 70% chance that the Niners trade into the first round, and I think they're going to use maybe second and third round pick. And, and try to get back in that first round. If there's a guy that they really like, like you said earlier with Brandon Ayuk, they knew there was a guy that felt and they had to get him with, with Kinlaw and everything. So if there's a guy that falls, I could see them doing it. And they're like, oh my God, we fell in love with this guy in the draft process. Let's make the trade. But for this, we're going to go with what's on the board. Yeah. I'm going to go with this. Uh, this, um, this mock draft is pretty funny because. <laughs> you get Trey Lance in Atlanta, right? And then you go Jamar Chase, Waddle, Sertan, Mac Jones at nine. Look at that. And Kyle Pitts drops the 13. Whoa, with the Chargers. Can you imagine that? That'd be crazy. That would be absolutely wild. That'd 13. Wild. So that's that's pretty crazy. And Caleb Farley came, comes off in the first round still. Yeah. Um, which is it, it's pretty – and Creed Humphrey at 23. But – um. All right, so you are on the board at 43. You tell me what position you're thinking. We can look at the board. We can look at the all. We can look at offense, defense, whatever you want to look so at. At this point, I'm thinking two options. There's, there's, there's two picks that I think they can make. It's either going to be cornerback because I think they need to build that depth for the future. You know, you got Jason Barrett, one-year deal. Emmanuel Mosley, two-year deal. Is he going to be a future cornerback one? Who knows yet? Um, Kwan Williams, he's back. He's getting older. He's got a one-year deal. Those two guys. Jason Barrett and Kwan, great players. I love them. Glad they brought them back. But if they don't come back, you're at a bind at cornerback again. So I think the most logical position to draft is cornerback. I still think wide receiver, if there's a guy that they're like, holy crap, we can't pass up on him because they don't have a lot of holes on this team, they can get the best available talent at wide receiver because cornerback is pretty solid in this draft class. But ultimately, I got to roll with the cornerback. Let's, let's see what cornerbacks are available here. Oh, man. You know what? I'm rolling with Asante Samuel Jr. If you can get Asante Samuel Jr. at this point, this guy could be a solid cornerback for your team for years to come. He can, fill the, he can take over the K1 Williams role when he, if he leaves. And, you know, nickel cornerback in the league nowadays is, is very important. A couple of 10 years, 20 years ago, it wasn't as big. But I definitely think that Asante Samuel, man, he's got the bloodlines. His father was a pro bowler. That would be a money pick, in my opinion. 
Yeah, good pick there. I mean, um, like you said before, you know, it's it's good um, capital right there. He's, what, the 52nd player you're picking at 43. Yeah. So it's not a big stretch. Um, you know, like you said, cornerback is, is a position that the 49ers need right now. Um, they need, but we, we don't know yet because we haven't seen a Tim Harris healthy yet. Yeah. We wasted a draft pick on, I don't want to say wasted, but we spent a draft pick on, uh, we haven't seen him play yet. You got Jason Barrett back for a year. You're not sure if Kwan Williams is coming back. So yes, you have to start building. You have to start building that. Um, you're going to have to start building that, that cornerback position up again. And, you know, losing a guy like, uh, Kwan Williams, it will be a big hit to this team. Um, I think he's one of the better block corners in this draft. So it'll be interesting to see where which which direction they go right there. But like you said, Smitty said earlier, what would you do if the Niners package Jimmy Garoppolo and their 43rd pick to move to 20 in the first round and Najee Harris is sitting there? What are you doing? Uh, he, he asked me that too. He lo- He's a big Najee fan. He That's he like a draft crush. So. And we talked about this on the show. And and honestly, I love Najee. I think that'd be a money pick. He'd be great. But I really don't think the Niners necessarily need a running back. I'm not going to lie and say I wouldn't be hyped up if, if Najee came to the Bay. He's a Bay Area boy. He would love to come. I know he wants to. You know, I'm sure that if someone asked him, hey, you can play for the 49ers, it'd be a dream for him, right? Because he's a right. Bay Area boy. But I don't necessarily think the Niners necessarily need to do that. Because you got Raheem. You got Jeff Wilson Jr. You have Hasty, And then you got... Wayne Gallman, and those are all good running backs in Kyle Shanahan's system. He could take a quarter, a running back in the seventh round and develop him into somebody good, him and Bobby Turner. So I don't think it's necessarily a need because, again, I feel like the bigger needs right now are our cornerback and wide receiver. Well, I would be mad if they did something like that because, hey, Najee Harris and this offense, that'd be pretty scary. So let me ask you this. If you could package Jimmy Garoppolo in the 43rd pick to get 20, what would be a guy that you target there? I'd probably still go cornerback and get J.C. Horn if he if he falls. Like, if somebody like that falls, that's what I'm doing is, is okay. getting a cornerback. Because then J.C. Horn, man, this is a cornerback that could probably be one of the best cornerbacks in the league for for years. So I still think cornerback, unless, you know, there's there's a wide receiver that falls too. Like, let's say Devonta Smith or somebody because, you know, his size is, is getting scrutinized and people are going to drop him down the board. That's another guy that I would say, hey, man, if this guy dropping or Caleb Farley, it depends on who drops. But if somebody that big falls, you know, you can't pass up on them. And I hopefully those guys are on their draft board. But it ultimately depends on who's their draft board. But those are guys that you look at them and they can be five, you know, five-star starters on your team pretty much right away. So somebody like that. Yeah. Or even Aziz Ojolari. That guy's a he yeah, he's beast. He's a scary beast, yeah. Um, this pick here, 102 for 124 and Washington fourth reject, right? Yeah, we're going to reject it. All right. So you're on the board at 102. Your next pick is at 117. Uh, what position are you thinking here or all, or what do you want me to do here? So I'm looking at wide receiver again. I feel like you still need to get a wide receiver. Debo and Ayuk are great. Um, you need to give them a little bit of help because we can't guarantee Jalen Hurd is going to be back. We can't guarantee Juwan Jennings is going to do much. Uh, Kendrick Bourne left. I know there's some people that don't think Kendrick did a lot, but he was a good third Raptor. Third receiver, you need to kind of start developing that. And and not only that is maybe you get a slot receiver. You got to get another receiver in this offense, I, I still think, regardless of what type of receiver is. So let, let's take a look at some of the guys here. All right. Oh, so man. it looks like Tylen Wallace is your top guy here. He's good. And then Atwell, I like Atwell. He's a shifty guy. Um, you got Shy Smith is a guy that, that could be there, but I think you could get him a little later. Yeah. Um, let's see. Let's take a look more. I would I would be ecstatic if the Niners draft Shy Smith. I, I know Shy Smith. I know. I do too. I feel like you can wait until the fourth round, but I, I don't always like to take chances like that. Shy Smith is a guy, South Carolina guy, right? The yep. Niners have ties with South Carolina. Him and Debo would connect right away. I think that'd be a good pick. Um let's go back up to the top. Yep. I'm 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 kinda torn right here between Tylen Wallace and Shy Smith because man and Darden Man, there's so many good receivers. You can't go wrong here. I'm going to go with Tylen Wallace because I feel like this guy's skill set in Kyle Shanahan's offense is just scary. And I think that maybe Shai Smith can can slip a little and, and we can maybe get him a little later. You get two receivers in this draft. All right. So we are up at 117 uh, in about three picks. And you got a trade for 126 and 166. 
Oh, we're not going to take it. All right, reject. All right, so you're on the board at 117. Your next pick, I believe, is 155. Yeah, see, we could have went Shy Smith here, too. Um, let's see what uh, safeties are available, because I still think safety depth is something they could look into. I know they have some great safeties, but you always want to look at that secondary. A guy like Andre Cisco, if he's available mm -hmm. there, that's great value. I know they don't necessarily need that, but, man, that is great value. Let's see what linebackers are available. Yeah, linebackers. We got some good, decent ones there. And then edge, I feel like defensive line is another big um, area they can they can kind of look into. Oh, I like Dalen Hayes, so maybe he can slip a little bit. Shaka Tony, because you want to get that D-line. They've really worked on the D-line, but I still think they can add a little bit more. Let's yep. go back to safety. Actually, if, if Andre Sisco is there in the fourth round, that's hard for me to pass up. I'm going to draft Andre Sisco at safety. Again, you could you want to bolster that secondary um, because next season, Tarverius Moore may not be back. Marcel Harris may not be back. Um, you know, Jukowski Tart, they gave him a one-year deal. It's a pretty strong, you know, position, Jimmy Ward. But after this season, a lot of those guys might be gone. So I, I'm going to take Andre Sisco there. That's a value pick right there for me in the fourth round. That is a very good value pick. Um, I, I, I do like that pick there. Um, I do agree. Uh, Graphic Kick says should have gone safety at 102. We yeah. Probably could, we probably could have swapped those picks. Yeah, I agree. And, and maybe I don't know who else was still on the board. I don't know if Jamar if Johnson was still there or not. Um, at 102, but I do think that we could have probably got um, the receiver at 117. Yeah, uh, or we could have even got Shy Smith at 117. Um, look, I, I still have no problem with what you drafted there. It's just no, yeah, we could have went uh, again. We could have took in that third rounder. I just feel like, man, uh, Atwell, his skill set in Shanahan's offense would be kind of scary, and I didn't want to pass up on him. But if we would have went the other route and got Shy Smith on that next pick, I still would have been happy with it. So you're right. I oh yeah, either yeah. Either way, either yeah, way. either way, you're good to go. So you're up on the board at 155. I believe the next pick is 172. Yeah, yeah, 172. So um, I, I want to look at some of the linemen here. We do need to get some depth. Maybe offensive a, linemen? Yeah, let's go offensive guard. Need okay. some interior line. Let's see. Gremlin State. David Moore is a solid pick there. Um, we don't necessarily need center. We got Mac. I don't think we need tackle. They just told us today that, you know, McGlinchey's coming back. So the only thing I would look at is maybe depth at interior linemen. I don't know if Colton McKibbitts is – going to pan out, you know, you need, they took him last season. He, they still need to give him a little bit of a try. So I would look there. David Moore is intriguing there. Um, I would also look at running backs. So let's take a look at some of the running backs uh, available. All right. Running backs. So, oh man, Chubba Hubbard available here. That's another value pick. Again, I know Najee Harris would be, would have been a money pick and they could have traded up and, and got him. But I still think right here, value pick, it's hard to pass on a guy like Chubba Hubbard. Again, I know they have a great running back uh, committee, but you get a guy like Chubba Hubbard, I think that's the guy that can ultimately make the team. And then, you know, you can put – I think Jamichael Hasty is still coming back from a, a, a fractured clavicle, so maybe, yep. you know, you don't know if he's going to be 100% back for training camp. You want to get some depth. So I, I would take Chubba here. That's a, that's a great value pick, I feel. Chubba right here at 155. Final answer? Yes, sir. All right. All right, so now we're going to be at 172. <clears throat> See who's coming off the board here. All right, it's back to us. Yep, right back to us right. at one seventy-two. Let's take Safe a look. Just come off. Let's take a look at that guard again. Let's see if he, uh, if our guy's still there. Oh, okay, he's gone. Let's see who's available still. Oh, some decent ones there. And then let me take a look at the wide receivers. Let's see if Shy Smith is still there. Maybe we could steal him. Get get him back there. Nope, oh, he got taken. He's gone too. He's gone. He's on grind. Frank Darby though. Look at that. Daz Newsom's available too. So there's still some Tamarian Terry. That's yeah. a great receiver there. Um, and then let's go to Edge real quick. I do want to look at the Edge. Oh, Shaka Tony here. Still there. I'm going to take Shaka Tony. I don't want to pass up on this guy's good. You know, you want to, like I said, add some depth to that D-line. Nick Bosa coming off a uh, ACL tear. You want to give that man as much help as you can. You don't want to throw him to the wolves. That would be a, a decent value pick there. Yeah. <clears throat>
All right, so we're up on the board at 180 now. Okay. And then our next pick will be, what, 192? Yeah. 194 and 230. Let's go back to cornerback. Let's let's uh take a look and see who's available here. Oh, Shakur. Ooh, Benjamin, Benjamin St. Juice. That's, that's great value right here. I would go with one of those two guys. I'll flip a coin. I'm going to take Benjamin St. Juice, though. I like him a little bit right. more. Benjamin St. Juice, it is at 180. So let's see. Oh, I don't want to see that team. <laughs> I hate that team. Me too. Oh, man. So let's see what you got so far. You got a, two corners, a running back, edge, safety, wide receiver, and a quarterback. Two picks left here. Let's and, get some depth at O-line. Oh, it paused. Resume draft. <laughs> All right, so you're going to go offensive line here? Yeah, we'll take the best available offensive guard here. We'll get some, you know, fifth round steal. Maybe we can get an. Or is this a sixth round? Sixth round steal here. Yep. Let's see. Let's take a look here. The screen's kind of hard for me to see. Let me go with. Let me go with. Uh, actually, no, I like Robert Jones out of Mississippi, uh, Middle Tennessee. All right, Robert Jones. Yeah. All right, gonna take Robert Jones here. And then we are off to our final and last pick. What position are you thinking there? Are you thinking interior, like guard again, centers, uh, wide receiver steals? I want to take a look at the wide receivers. Maybe we can get another steal here at the end. Oh, Tarmarian Terry is still there. Oh, man. That'd be a David Malines oh. there. Oh, oh. oh Tamarian Terry comes off the board to Tampa Buccaneers. Maybe Dax Malines is going to be there. <laughs> Nope. There oh, man. Zach Wilson's a boy. Yeah. You know what I didn't think about, but something that I think they might look into is tight end. I should have looked at that a little bit earlier. Um, I think that they'll take a tight end at some point in this draft because, you know, Jordan Reed retired. You got Dwelly. You got Kittle. But Kyle Shanahan likes to have that tight end depth. So I could see them at some point before, you know, earlier. What's your uh, thoughts on Charlie Warner? I, I like him. He's a good blocker, but I just didn't see enough out of him. I get, yeah. Again, we're going to have to see what he does in preseason and training camp and OTAs. And that's the thing. Last season was kind of crappy because a lot of these rookies, they didn't get a lot of time to develop. So we got to see. I, I still think that they do take a tight end in this draft um, somewhere in there. Let's take a look. Yeah. Tell me who. Let's go with uh, – let's take a look. Let's see. See, I like oh, I like Pro Wells. He's he's underrated kind of guy. He hit out of TCU. Pro Wells, yeah. Or do you want you want to go to all? See what's there too. Yeah, let's take a look at the best talent available. Might as well. Let's see. Let's see, Marlon Williams, Isaiah McDuffel. Yeah. Let's roll with the tight end. All right, tight end it is. Let's go I, to offense. I think they're going to address that at some point. Probably a yeah. little later than I think, than I, I anticipated. But And you said Pro Wells, right? Yeah, TCU kid. All right, so let's just let that run through real quick, and then we'll talk about it, and we'll do it down, and then we're right on time, almost, almost, uh, almost an hour. Look at that. Good timing, man. Um, Jesus Christ, my king says, this is a great draft. Just wish we got an offensive lineman around fourth or fifth pick. Yeah, I probably could have went a little earlier than that, but I, I saw some value picks I had to take. Like Chubba Hubbard, it was hard for me to pass on a guy like that. Yeah. All right, so it looks like Justin Fields, number three overall. Asante Samuel Jr. at 43, cornerback out of Florida State. Wide receiver out of Oklahoma State, Tylen Wallace at 102. Andre Cisco, safety out of Syracuse at 117. Chubba Hubbard, running back out of Oklahoma State, 155. Shaka Tony, I thought this was a good skill there. Yeah. Edge, 172. Picking up a lot of people that are drafting Benjamin St. Juice in like the third round. Yeah. And we're all the way down here. Benjamin St. Juice, cornerback out of Minnesota at 180. To an offensive guard, Robert Jones at 194 from Middle Tennessee. <clears throat> to tight end depth. And help at uh, from TCU, Pro Wells at two thirty. 
Not bad. Not bad, man. I like it. I think it's not bad. I think some of those picks that, like I said, like uh, the comment was um, it, we could have went guard in the earlier rounds. I, I agree. I think that they could have taken a guard a little earlier because you need depth. The offensive line is key. You got to win in the trenches. And we saw what happened last season when the injuries came down. That line was ravaged, man. So I could see them going earlier. Uh, like I said, too, with tight end, I could see them going earlier. Um, but it's hard to pass on a guy like Chubba Hubbard in this offense. So, you know, you had to take him. Yeah, I mean, if you, you know, if you, um, you know, you see a guy there that you think will excel in this offense, you never know who's going to pull the trigger. So, you never know who's going to pull the trigger. So, Raj, man, it was, it was, it was a lot of fun, bud. Um, I appreciate you coming on. I love the, uh, the cross pod talk. So, it's fun. I'm glad you had me on, man. Yeah, I'm going to send you some, uh, I'm going to send you some invites when I'm on Instagram watching a little bit just to shoot the shit with you sometime. Yes, send me in, man. I'll I'll get you in and we'll go do some, I want to do some live with everybody else too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm going to send out a message to everybody and we'll try to get that set up. So go do it, man. Make it happen. And, uh, three days away, man. You know, I didn't ask you who, I know you think it's Justin Fields still. What's your percentage that you think it's going to be Justin Fields, man? With as little talk as there is about Justin Fields right now. Uh Um, I'm, I'm going to say, I'm going to say I'm probably 75% sure that it's Justin Fields around there. 75%. And uh, I, I just can't wait. I am a, I am a the Ohio State fan. Oh, you so are? Oh, this is big for you, man. It's big. So I have watched a lot of Justin Fields. Now, if this wasn't Justin Fields, I would not draft an Ohio State quarterback. Um, I don't know why I froze up there for a second. I would not draft an Ohio State quarterback because they just never pan out. But Justin Fields is different. Yeah, he's built different. I man. see a lot of difference. In, as, as long as I've been watching Ohio State, Justin Fields is just a different type of athlete on a different level uh, for, me, for me. So uh, I will be happy with Justin Fields or Trey Lance because I both think they bring a different dynamic to this offense. Um, I'd probably be, I'd be more excited with Justin Fields, but I'd probably be just as happy with uh, Trey Lance. I'd be a little more upset with Mac Jones. Uh, you know, I'm at that 10, 15% like you are, uh, but I do also trust Kyle Shanahan and think that he will make Whoever he picks uh, in this system will help and win football games in any of those three. I just don't like spending the capital for Mac Jones at that yeah. position. Um, I do think that he is mobile in the in the pocket. He's kind of like a Tom Brady. He can maneuver the pocket. Yeah, he's, um, he's, he has good footwork, actually. Yeah, he has great footwork. Yeah. Uh, great footwork and, and can do, you know, throw the football downfield. He's accurate. He does have a good mindset. Um but it's just the capital that we gave yeah. up to get there. So if we're giving up that much capital, I want a guy that's bringing another element to the game. You want the Cadillac, man. That's, yeah. that's yeah. You want the Cadillac. I agree. If yeah. I'm going to give up that much, I want the caviar. I want the Cadillac. I want it all, man. So Yeah. So, yeah, guys. Look, man, I appreciate all you guys tuning in tonight. Um, make sure you guys head over to Instagram. And hit that follow button for Raj at RSF49ers, man. It's right there on the screen. His Twitter is on the bottom as well as Instagram. So make sure you guys go over there like him. And he is the man, the myth, the legend on IG. He's at like, what, 130,000 followers on Instagram. So puts out some really good content, guys. So you're missing out if you're not following him. Uh, He will be getting a YouTube channel as well soon. And uh, we will be turning this into a podcast probably as well. So make sure you guys check your, uh, you know, SoundCloud, iTunes, iHeartRadio, wherever you listen to podcasts at. And uh, Raj, man, it was a pleasure. I can't wait to get you back on. I can't wait to come on your your uh, platform. We can do some cross-platform talk. And uh, I can't wait to see what we do Thursday night, man. I can't wait to see. So I'm going to uh, tune into your, your four-box channel because I see you're having that. While we're doing a live, and I want to see your reaction on when we draft, though. So I think everybody. I don't know if you know, but my I got a wager with Smitty. If they draft Mac Jones, I'm, I'm shaving my head, man. I'm, I'm, I'm cutting all this beautiful. Oh hair. no! Good morning. I know. They told me. They said, "Get the Clippers ready, Roger." I said, "Shit, okay, man." So we'll see. I sure as hell hope not. I sure as hell hope not. <laughs> so but, yeah, uh, you might be seeing me shaving my head on Thursday. We'll see. Yeah. Um, for uh, the one guy in here says are you guys live on draft day yes we are both live on draft day so we do a complete live draft show all three days uh you can always tune in with us we got our beers ready our chicken wings our pizza whatever we are live throughout the entire draft 
talking football, not just Niners, but obviously more Niner talk with our picks. But yeah, come on through. You know, we even bring fans on once in a while just to hear what their thoughts are at the same time. So check out Raj on the Instagram. They're going to be live also during the draft. Uh, Moe's Nose on YouTube. I know Javi, Fourth and Gold Podcast, they're doing something as well. Check out all the 49ers platforms, guys. Everybody, they're all great dudes. So uh, show that love, show that support for the Red and Gold and all the faithful out there doing the, a great job in all their content. So we appreciate all you guys, man. And uh, any final thoughts, Raj? I just can't wait till Thursday, man. I'm, I'm tired of all this waiting and moving and posturing. I just can't wait till it's Thursday, man. That's it. Yeah, guys. Me too, man. Guys, as always, remain faithful. We out of here. Peace.